listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Oh, it's been a while. It has, hasn't it? It's been a good couple of months. Yes. At least. Well, I'm looking forward to it, though, getting back into it again, Steve. Now we're we're a little freer. We have had a lot of inquiries of people saying, um, "Are they coming back? Are you going to do more?" Because <laughs> it's been <laughs> a long time, and people have missed them. And um, it's both. And I've been saying it's it's simply because we've been so busy, and hmm. we wanted to do them in person, um, but it's not easy to do that. <laughs> no, 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 and I think people appreciate that we're miles apart. You're very busy running around, you know, doing all your work and and activities. And it, it is hard to, to uh, and when you pop down, there's other things going on. So, yeah, uh, it has been it has been hard. So but the good news this, is that we're going to get back into it, but we're going to do some more regular podcasts, but we're going to do them over Skype. And then when I come down, if we can squeeze one in, then we'll do one in person, too. That's right. Ideal. So let's have a little catch up because um, people we spoke to a few people have said that they they really miss just us talking about Mm -hmm. what's going on and what what we're up to and stuff. And um, it's it's really weird because this is for us. It's like we can talk, but it's a one way conversation in terms of like the members and the people that listen and stuff they can't unless they email us interact back with us so we don't know what is what people want to hear you know that's right um so we're just kind of talking about whatever we want to talk about or whatever we think people will want to listen to but it turns out people want to listen to us talk about ourselves as well (laughs) all right (laughs) so um Let's have a little bit of a catch-up on the work you've been doing. I know it's still back on the topic of, of work, but it is an art podcast. And let's talk a little bit about the work you've been doing recently. Now, let mm-hmm. me hone in specifically for you, Dad, because we're releasing a lot of pictures now. And just recently... Um, you talked about watercolour on the Facebook page, how you're getting back into watercolour. So why don't we start there? Right. Well, as everyone knows, I'm sure, that I started out with watercolour. That was my main uh, medium. For quite a number of years, in fact, prior to moving to Broadstairs, I did was prolific i used to do at least uh, one watercolor a fortnight now that might not seem a lot but it was a quite a lot because i was feeding a gallery at the time in gravesend where i lived and uh, they were selling fortunately so i kept banging them out and then i moved to broadstairs and obviously i i came under the banner of a watercolor artist and that's really all I knew. Well, that and pen and ink, as you know. I did pen and ink as well at the time. So pastel pencils then came along a couple of years after I started here and kind of took over, but only took over on the animal side. In fact, I used to say, 
oh yes i i'm i do pastel pencil animal portrait work but still prefer to work on my landscape work in watercolor oh really i didn't know that no that that's that's how it was and it was there there was about a as I say, it was about 1985-ish or four or five-ish, I can't remember exactly, when I discovered the pastel pencils. And uh, because I wanted to do animal portrait work, I couldn't manage it in watercolour. It, it didn't look the same or didn't look like I wanted it to look. So I um, started doing animal portrait work then. And that carried on for, again, another couple of years after that until I really started um, doing the shows, you know, the uh, the shows. And when I started the shows, the first one I did was uh, Olympia, which is a big venue in London. That's that's the first one, uh, doing animal portrait work. And that's what I was known for. And I did a, a few articles as well based on that. But then people started saying, well, can, can you do landscape in it? And I said, well, I, I prefer to do landscape in watercolour. And I was adamant at that particular time. Why was that? Because I didn't feel that, um, from my point of view, I, I was doing very well with watercolour. I was selling my work. Because I wasn't teaching at all then, it was just cells, and I was my watercolor work was also extended to the pen and ink. You know the pen and ink uh, pictures that I used to do. That's watercolor because I did watercolor on top of the pen and ink, hand painted watercolor pen and ink, and I sold hundreds and hundreds of those. So uh, that's how I felt it was going to be. You know the future was going to be animal portrait work, pen and ink. You know four people. Uh, and um, landscape work, selling through the gallery. But I thought, well, I don't know, I'll I'll give this, I'll give pastel pencils a try. First couple I tried were okay, it wasn't great, but they were okay, but they weren't sellable, you know, I wouldn't sell them. They were just experimental. What were they of? Oh, gosh. Well, what I, I tell you what I did, and I, I'm sure people probably know that, and I may as well have said it before. I had no idea. I had no idea how to do landscape work with pastel pencils because nobody, and there was nobody out there doing it. There were pastel pencil or pastel artists doing soft pastel and and stick pastel, but they certainly weren't using pastel pencils. So I was kind of completely on my own at that stage so i thought well if i've got nobody to guide me what do i do how do i do it well what i did then is so well i'll apply my watercolor technique to the pastel pencil that's how when people look at my watercolors now and they look at the pastel pencil work now there's a similarity they look they look very similar yeah, there's, there's a slight difference, but they look very similar. And so that's what I did. I, I started doing pastel pencil work and it got better and better to the point where I thought, hmm, I think I'll sell a few of these. And I did. I sold quite a few pastel pencil um, so at landscapes. The time, you were just basing it off of selling um, the originals where you just sort of create a picture and oh, sell yes. it. That's right. 
Yes, yeah. yes, that, that's exactly what I did, and that's how I because my my main income was the gallery. I, I was doing this um, kind of a um, subsidising my work in the gallery, you know, yeah. framing and selling the prints and everything else that went on. So that's how it how, that's how it all started out, really, Steve. And um, but then the, the, what I found with the pastel pencil work is I could do more with it than I could do with watercolour. Mm. And people can see that if you look at the pastel pencil work that I've done. Um, particularly skies. Now, skies are a, a nightmare to do in watercolour. And the pastel pencil came along and I thought, hey, these skies look better. And they did. I could do more with them. Because skies in watercolour, you've got to you've got to work very quickly, as people know, very quickly, yeah. and and you haven't got time to go unless you put pastel pencil on top of them. You can't really manipulate a sky; it doesn't look right. But mm. pastel pencils, you could, and I did, and I sold very well. And the one of the first pastel pencil ones I did was the Polpero, you know, the one that, um, yeah. that we've got hanging in there. The, that was... That exact one. Yeah, the, so, the original one. Yeah, that's... So that was one of the first ones you did? One of the first ones. I think probably... I'd done a few pastel pencil landscapes, but that was the one I thought, hmm... That is insane. I think it was 1987, that was. So it wasn't long after that is uh, I'd started. That's insanely ambitious. <laughs> I, well, I, I was a very ambitious person. Because <laughs> that is an incredible picture. It is, and, and it's a very, as you know, it's a very large picture as well. Yeah. It's it's uh, much, much bigger than A3. I mean, it, I don't know what the size is. I've never measured it, but it is big. Yeah. And um, so I, I, because I felt I wanted to try something that was really different, and uh, it was. So that that's really the, the progress I made. Now, coming back to watercolour now, I have done a lot of, a lot of uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pastel pencil pictures, both landscape, portrait, and, um, and uh, animal work, and very successfully too, because we built the business on that. But then uh, I never really lost my... Uh, love of watercolour but I, I didn't really have time or didn't want to make the time should I say for getting all the watercolours out again because people know if you've got pastel pencils you, you just pick them up so much more convenient and do it but, but watercolour you've got to prepare the way you've got to get all the watercolours out and so on and uh, all the it's a it's it's a little more inconvenient I suppose doing watercolour so but I I had done a few and I did the odd one as you know over the years and then I, I really don't I think you you encouraged me at some point you said why why don't we why don't we do some more watercolours dad and I, well and I was a bit resistant wasn't I to start mm. with but I when I started doing them again I, I had all those lovely feelings come back, you yeah. know, that I had when I did watercolour, because it's nothing like wielding a paintbrush. And um, so this is how it all started to um, come together again. Now, the difference 
that I think is quite clear is that the pastel work that you've done has improved and transferred that experience to your watercolour work. Mm. Because the, the first picture you did, like coming back, was was different. Like you could see a difference. So, wow, this has got something different about it. And mm. every one you've done since has had just this different energy, this different feeling surrounding it. So mm. tell me about that. I tell you what I tell you what it is. It is hard to define, but I think I, I got the idea with pastel pencils you could be more ambitious than you can with watercolour. Or I could with watercolour on past experience, past watercolour work I did. You could you had put more pencil colours, you had lots of colours, you could play with the colours, you could intermingle the colours. Now I found I could do exactly the same thing with watercolour, mm. not as I did before. People wouldn't know, really, but, but original watercolours I did, if I was doing a tree, that's for instance, because they are the most difficult things to do anyway, even in pastel pencil. If I was doing a tree, my old trees in the old days would have been sap green, viridian green, black, Payne's grey, and a little bit of brown. That's it. Hmm. Occasionally, I'd put a bit of ochre in there, occasionally. But they were very, when I look back now, a bit boring. I mean, if you come down, next time you come down, have a look at the Porpero, and you'll see that those trees, not that there's many, there are some trees there, they're all green. It's all green. There's no colour, there's no variance of colour. Yeah. Because, because I think... I thought, well, trees are green, so I painted them green. But now you'll see my trees are all manner of colours. I put loads of colour in them. Yeah. Because that's what I did with my pastel pencils. You built up so, the confidence with pastel pencils, and that mm, confidence has transferred mm, to watercolour. Mm, that's right. I think that's what it did, yeah. So you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a progression, isn't it? Fortunately for us, all of our... Um, members now are getting the benefit of all that experience that I've had mm. and that up and down, back and forth, uh, of putting the two mediums together. And the latest uh, watercolour I've done, well, one I'm doing now, I can tell you now what I'm doing. I'm doing, you know, the um, the barge scene, uh, the, the barges on the water Yeah, uh, that I did? Well, I'm doing something very similar it looks very similar to that but i'm doing it it's not the same one it's a different one but the same idea mm -hmm. i'm doing them in watercolor and you wouldn't believe the amount of colors that are going into those trees oh. i can't believe it when you look at the palette you think ah, well how are you going to put all those together now i'm only about a third of the way through the trees on this particular one but i've got so much confidence in putting all these colors in you wouldn't believe but of course, what it does, it brings the whole thing alive. Because mm. if you look at if you look at real trees, if you go into the woods or or the river bank or wherever you look at trees, you see there's a multitude of colour in it. You, you, yeah. And I see that now when I'm looking at trees. Now I see all those colours. Yeah. I didn't before. I just saw green. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. And I think for things that people could take away from this even if they don't 
do their own watercolors um but obviously we can see the the transferable skills and experience that go between the two um the things that they can learn from watching your watercolors is the variant of colors and the ambitious um, nature that you have with watercolor and the mm. fact that you do that also with pastel pencils it's it's a nice mindset for people to see um, when they're doing their own pictures and picking out their own colours and experimenting with adding more colours in, and especially with pastel mat, the the layers of colours that you can now apply, um, it, it all lends itself to that approach. Mm. Well, one of the things I learned, well, I, I heard earlier on, when I started doing or thinking about doing watercolours, I read up about it, and one of the um, one of the rules, if you call them that, were limited palette. Really? Only use a few colours. Yes. No way. Yes, that was uh, that was the rule. Just use a few colours to create the. I call it wishy-washy effect. That's not a detrimental term, but that's the effect you get. And if you look at a lot of watercolour work, that's what they do. They limit the palette. And I thought to myself early on, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not limit. I'm going to use every colour I can think of. And this is the difference. If you look at my, well, you know that you've you've listed those colours of watercolour. We're we're listing the colours, the actual colours that I'm using of Winsor and Newton. There's I don't know what there are. Fifteen colours, at least fifteen colours. At least. Now that is against the rules of watercolour. So I can I would understand when hardened watercolour artists look at my work and said, what is he doing? And you'll hear me say on the video now, you won't find this in any watercolour textbook, folks, because you won't. Things I do there are not in the textbook, like putting raw colour on. You yeah. don't do that. You can't do that in watercolour. Mm. Well, I can, and I do. But what I used to say, and this used to be a criticism of mine when I um, was doing watercolour, because I, when I had opened the gallery up, I had watercolour artists, and they used to put their pictures, you know, alongside mine uh, and the oils and other, because I, I had a, a several local artists that used to exhibit in my gallery. And... You could see the difference. You see their picture. I'm not knocking it. They were lovely pictures, but they were completely different to mine. And they used to say, why do you, what are you doing using, you know, the, all these raw colours? And surely that is, this, is, this isn't proper watercolour, is it? And I used to say, I don't really care whether it's proper watercolour or not. I'm selling my pictures. And I did. People used to come and they used to buy my pictures. Yeah. So who who is to say, who is to say what's right and what's wrong? Mm. So I threw away the rule book, and this is what I think people should do, really. You should throw away the rule book. Do what you feel, do what you like. Mm. And some of those pictures that I've, I've um, I haven't got any left now. They're all gone. But some of the original watercolours, I've still got photographs of them. Mm that were sold, when you look back on them, they are, 
compared with today's pictures, they're not quite they're not quite as as um, as good. I've got well, to be honest. That's fair enough but, because there's been thirty years experience between then yeah. and now, so that stands that's right. to reason that should that's be the right. case. But um, the one that you would remember is the. Maybe we can put this on um, on the member site, Steve. I just thought about it. You know, the one of broad stairs that I did. That was all. That was in watercolour. Yeah. And I had prints made of it. Do you remember the boats in the harbour? I and do. So on? Yeah. And that was a massively popular picture. I sold. Well, I know I've sold well over two thousand prints of that because I I made up two thousand and I've sold them all. So I know how many I sold, and they, that is watercolor. Yeah. That and the date of that I think is nineteen eighty nine, eighty eight or eighty nine. What if you redid that? I could actually do that, Steve. Yes, I could actually redo that as a course. Yes, I could do it as re. Is I? I tell you what, I'll sort out the print. Because that uh, would we'll, be lovely, we'll a, a lovely throwback. Um, it would be, wouldn't it? Mm. I think people would really enjoy that too. Well, it's, it was massive. It, it, it was uh, massively popular. I sold it locally in, in Broadstairs. I, I sold a lot myself, but really, since then, uh, since I closed the gallery and started um, teaching and shows many, many years ago now, I then used uh, those prints were sold through two local distributors in Broadstairs. Ah, okay. to, to all the visitors and uh, that's how I and yeah. I sold them all but I've still got I've still got um, the, a few of the prints the, the, I did two sizes I did a smaller size mm-hmm. which is the most popular one I've got to say that, what that size was, is the smaller size the size was an A, A4 okay. it was an A4 size but the bigger one is bigger than A4 yeah and I've still got some of those left because uh, first of all my sources dried up the two people that were selling them uh sold their business and uh, i i couldn't be bothered to find anybody else because uh, i'd made my money by then and i was I, we were on a different tack now completely i don't yeah. need to sell prints anymore but i've still got that so it will give people an idea of what i did in in those early days because yeah. at the time i did those prints i wasn't doing pastel pencil landscape work yeah yeah that's really interesting yeah and i just want to touch back on upon the thing that you said about um throwing out the rule book and just going for it and we said this recently on um, a feedback on our other sort of feedback podcast show that i don't know if people listen to where we give feedback like this to members but we said it recently um to robin who did the vase of roses that she did something completely different but it looked absolutely stunning and and we said a similar thing to what you're saying here is that and this is the beauty about what our website is is that we give you this structured step-by-step course of this is how you do it but it's not saying you have to do it that way it's saying this is how i do it follow along with me but if you want to throw out the rule book and go your own way with it or have your own style then that is absolutely what we encourage yeah because that's exactly what you did exactly what i did yeah 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 people the most important thing uh, of all of this the 
uh, rules, if you like, we give out is that you should enjoy yourself. Mm. That's it. That's the only thing that really matters. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Mm. And if you have a result at the end of it, that's even better. That's icing on the cake. But it's the actual application of sitting there in meditation almost when you're painting yeah, and, in, and, and, and being in the moment and enjoying what you're doing. Mm. Seeing something come to life is, is wonderful. And as I say, when you get at the end of the day, you get uh, a result, then that is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, that's our ultimate aim, of course. But the most important part of anything is the application. Mm. Right. Well, that's lovely. I think we'll end on that point. And um, if people want to let us know whether they want um, to see the Broadstairs picture, uh, whether they want to give that a try in Ward's Colour, maybe if they even want a print, they could get in touch with us as well. One of your 30-year-old got... prints. <laughs> yes, I've still got some left. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we've, we've got lots more to talk about. We're going to be doing lots more podcasts. Um, so don't worry, we're going to be releasing these a bit more often. And um, of course, thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. We We've managed, got to get that. We managed got to get that right, Stephen. We, we managed, managed to do that, even though we couldn't really see each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh,